So it's just going to be kind of back and forth, you know, just me kind of leading you, kind of what NPR usually is. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just really excited about to hear some of these poems of yours. I think it's well, going to be Well, I mean, fair. it's not like my first time at the rodeo. As no, you I, guys yes, I, I know. Yeah. I will, however, be needing a few things in order to get started. Oh, I'll be yeah? needing a Nickelback CD. No, I'll be needing some calamine lotion and a lighter. See, they brought up the Nickelback CD. That just doesn't make sense to me. I will be needing it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nonsensical Brilliance. This is a new section called NBR, Nonsensical Brilliance Radio, I think is what it stands for. We're pretty much doing an NPR, but with NBR. Don't know what the R stands for, or the N or the P for that matter, but I do know what NB stands for, and that's Nonsensical Brilliance. With me today um, is somebody who... I mean, what can you say? Uh, he, he's he's somebody who it's not sheriff. <laughs> it's just, it, you know, it was really nice because he's he's not very artsy. He's not very. Uh, some might call him uncultured when it comes to art, um, and there's no 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 uh, slant on him. But it's just how it is. And uh, you know, I'm more of the artiste of the uh, the little group. Uh, but enough about me. Our guest is somebody who I think, if you don't know anything about him. Um, you've been in a cave for your whole life, uh, realistically, because this man, this man who sits right next to me with his Nickelback CD, with his Calamine lotion and his lighter, I get the Calamine lotion and maybe the lighter even, the, the CD, will get to that, um, is none other than Mr. Now, I want you to say it for me because I don't want to pronounce your last name incorrectly. Futspar? Oh, no, that's incorrect. It's Feldspar. 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 Because yes. that's my last name. Yes. It's a beautiful last name, if you, if you don't Thank you. I made it myself. You made it? So it's I not had... your birth name? No. What's no, your birth name? I actually name? legally changed it. Did you change just the last name or all of it? Uh, just the last name. I actually quite like my first name. Well, what's your, so what was your birth name then? Uh, my birth name, um, uh, to, uh, you know, I don't really like bringing it up. It brings back some bad memories. I see. Could you say it anyway? Sure, I guess. Um, I was born Cedric Rubberbottom, and you can tell why I'd want to change it. It's not exactly the most um, artistic of names. Can I call you Cedric? You can, but I prefer Mr. Feldspar, Seti, at least in the professional. Seti, uh, um, what what I've learned so far in these few moments of getting to know you. I'm sorry, did you want to say something? No. Is Seti too... too uh, I mean, yes. It's but a bit of a nickname. To be honest, it's... I just thought we had that rapport, you know. I mean, we are kindred souls and they're like that. You know, we are both artistic. Yes, I we mean, are. I understand that, that your partner... My counterpart or partner, whichever you prefer. Co-host. Co-host. That's the word with I was With the mo-host. By the way, I never introduced myself. I'm Marcus Young. Oh, yes, you. That doesn't matter. Sorry, I know. I know really this is about you, but I feel you like know people You know they're all to... here to... You know, see my work. Yes. You know, I, I understand that you're a relatively new podcast, and I feel like I, yeah. I, I, I do do you guys a favor uh, the yeah. same way that the per, the people who first took in my art helped me. Your aunt? Uh, no, uh, my father. Oh, your father said your aunt. Did I, did I mishear He's you? He's the one who paid everybody to 
publish my stuff. Oh. And that's how I broke out into the world. I see. And by the world, I mean the uh, neighborhood so, surrounding London. So you're from, I was about to ask you, so you're from London. You have a bit of an I'm accent. I'm not from London, actually. Oh. Where are, you from? Where are you from? I'm from Bedfordshire. But I moved to London to ah. become more artsy. And where is Bedfordshire? I'm not sure anymore. I've divested myself from that part of my life. I see. The only way I keep myself from going back uh, to a time where I wasn't fully developed as an artist, yeah. as a poet even, yeah. um, is by shutting that part out and focusing on the birth of Cedric Feldspar, who I am now. Yes. So, yes. So you've moved on from your hometown. You now live in London. Um, and you said, and I, I, and I may have misunderstood you. Um, That's quite likely. So, so um, you're, you said your father paid for people to post your, uh, your poems. Now, b- before you answer that, if that is the case, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit unsure because from my understanding, a lot of these... See, I always thought you were very similar to a lot of these hardworking, no offense, but hardworking poets and artists that work from the ground up to get to their success. Oh, no no offense taken, of course. Well, some people have more humble starts. I had my own humble start in the fact that nobody was reading my stuff until I got published. And I did whatever I had to do in order to get published. And that was to have your father pay. The list people. wasn't very long in that respect, as I got my result fairly quickly. Uh, yes. I asked my father, who, uh, you know, is well off. I come from a, you know, well-to-do family. Uh, what, what does your father do? He runs a sheep crime ring in Bedfordshire. I'm, I'm going to let you continue your thought before I come back to that, because I will come back to that. So you asked your father... I asked my father yes. if he could pay off the local publishers to go ahead and put put my poetry in the latest magazines, um, you know, on the backs of those, uh, what do they call them now, phone books. Ah, yes. That's right. They'd print them in watermarks underneath all the pages so that if you looked real closely, you held them up to the light, you'd be able to see uh, my poetry, which is actually part of uh, kind of a... I don't know how to explain, a multidimensional poetry, um, I guess, display I'm going for. Yeah. Something uh, something that I believe transcends the form of simple paper. So, so te- Must be experienced through both vision, mental, uh, hearing, yeah. smell in some cases. Right. And uh, also ESP, if possible. That's something I'm still working on there. Yeah. Yeah, it would be something you'd have to still work on. So... Um, your father. I've been having some minor successes that we could talk about you, that later. Uh, right? Yeah, if you don't mind. I do actually. Um, oh, so you want to talk about it now? No, I do mind if we talk. I don't want to talk about it. I want oh, to talk that's what about I'm saying. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. No, thank you. Um, You're welcome. So, my okay. So your father vandalizes uh, different places around town with well, your poetry. His job is in this respect, was to make sure that my poetry got out there so that people had to read it whether they liked it or not. And of course they liked it, but the fact that it is so widely available gave me almost instant infamy. Yeah. See, now, I've heard this, and I thought it was a rumor, but you mentioned how your father is a um, sheep crime syndicate. Is that what you said? That's right. 
See, I heard a rumor that part of the advertising for you was that there were sheep ro- roaming around towns with your poetry uh, inked into their uh, their wool. See, that's an interesting story, actually. Oh, so it's not true. No, 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 no. It's actually part of it, partly true. Oh, par- that was part uh, of one of my multidimensional uh, poetry experiments. Because this, of course, went through wait, multiple wait, wait, iterations. Wait. Okay. Are you saying the sheep was your art? Let me explain. Okay. So what I had done originally is I'd went through a couple stages of this plan because I wanted to use every possible sensation in creating my poetry, my art, if you would. I don't know if I like where this is going, but go on. So what I did was having access to live sheep animals. Yes, sheep, yeah. Uh-huh. I wanted to incorporate them in my poetry in any way that I could. I tried to teach them the poetry, but... Believe it or not, sheep are not exactly capable of human speech. Um, and I tried to translate, but it didn't work. Yeah. And uh, I, I felt like they were kind of getting there, but they just really didn't have the power, the emotion that I was going for. And, you know, it just seems like they were reciting it from rote. I mean, ba ba. you know, it just doesn't have the same power, same emotion. So it's just kind of for. very monotone, ba ba. Exactly, yeah. yes, monotone. That's Because ex- sheep, they, 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 they're wonderful creatures. And, you know, they do great at creating wool and milk and you can create cheese from but they just they don't have that artistic tendency that that and how, how does do. your father use them oh how does oh, okay well because he's, you said he's in a crime organization which you broadcast this is no laughing matter no i'm not laughing i'm just pointing the fact that that your father you just told me he's a part of a crime organization well i probably shouldn't have said that much but to be honest there's no real way that the law can do anything about it because there's no real precedent. That's right. You can't arrest sheep. And and honestly, what they're doing is providing a service. So technically, I guess it's not more of a crime ring more than a syndicate. Can I I just ask something? Because what's that? I'm wanting to make a guess. And maybe I'm just being silly. But is your father using these sheep as mules? It's entirely possible. From what I understand... Are you saying your father's using these sheep to potentially, because for whatever reason, this is what you're making it sound like, that maybe he's using these sheep as a way to transport drugs as mules, ironically. Oh, no, 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 no. Trust me, the law would have been able to get that. No, listen, the reason why his crime goes under the radar is Uh because here's what happens. He takes the sheep in the middle of the night right. while they're all sleeping. He goes out and snips all their wool. Just takes they don't it. wake up. Just takes it off. They don't wake up. They don't even know. They have Can't no do anything idea. about it. Really? They wake up in the morning. They got no wool. I it's like they, feel they've like been hit something. by a smooth criminal or something. <laughs> they've just been absolutely taken <laughs> for all they've got. Yeah. And then in the morning, dad it, goes up, puts it into the yarn factory, and and and, and out comes the finest yarn in London. That does sell that. Right. Can I... It's the cleanest getaway possible. And they get, all the witnesses, they know witnesses. But no... They hold, can't say okay. anything either because you can't understand sheep. Right? Can I just... Am I right? Okay. I think we've, we've, there's a bit of a lack of communication. What's that? I don't How's think that? I don't think your father runs a crime organization. I think he just has a, a wool and yarn company. He didn't describe it like that. Nothing. He described it as a, he had a chokehold on the economy there. And yeah, 
he was muscling people out and 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 he was just grabbing taking everything that he could no it sounds like maybe he's just doing exceptionally well in the yarn industry i think i think you've misunderstood your father greatly um because I, when you say crime indicator, when you talk about sheep, I'm thinking drug muling. But you said, no, no, no. You said, well, all he does is he's in the middle of the night, shears the sheep. They're naked Listen, he against puts on their a, will. He puts on a bandit costume and everything. Come on. Well, that just might seems be like silly. a fantasy of his. I just think that's Shearing something Shearing sheep in does. the middle of the night. I think he just does it because it's easy. Apparently your sheep are on the on, They don't know anything. We've got but, thousands of them. That's a lot. Yeah. That might be why he has a chokehold, because he has all the sheep in your area. Well, yeah. I mean, Bedfordshire is probably the home for, I don't know, how many of our farms that, that just do nothing but crank out these sheep, and, and yeah. they get on. He's they get a, it on. He's not a crime syndicate. He's just a very good salesman of, of yarn and, and creator of yarn. I don't know. We can agree to disagree, but, you know. So anyway, your You father... can't use the word chokehold on the local economy and not immediately think that something underhanded is going on well it's really funny you mentioned that because from my understanding and it's a good transition point was that one of your earliest poems was called chokehold oh yes and i wondered you know i, I i've always wondered the true meaning behind it and so since you you're here i hoped you could maybe read just it's a very short one but if you couldn't just read it's a three-line poem and it's one of my favorites, but I've always wanted to know the meaning. So if you could just maybe recite it, if you have, if you remember, I know it's one of your earliest ones. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then, um, and then maybe explain the meaning behind it. Now I want to preface this by saying that uh, the title is chokehold, but it really, it really evokes something higher and greater than that, and that's the, oh, that's like the almost, point of my almost uh, spiritually in a way. Exactly, a spiritual chokehold, even. Wow. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'll, I'll let you continue. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, pull it out of my notes here. Oh, you you keep notes of all your poems. I do. I do. Sometimes what I do is when I'm waiting for stuff like, for example, 15 minutes ago before we started. The, yeah, that's when I was trying to get you the CD. The, that's the right. Lotion, I was actually sketching the something. We're still waiting on that. We I sketch poems, but in picture form, you know? <laughs> and then I translate them into words later. Because what it comes <laughs> down, are you okay? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I just went down the wrong tube there. So you, let me just let me clarify in case I misunderstood. You sketch out a poem. You look at the photo and you go, those are the words that I need for this poem. Well, it's a little more involved than that. Okay, good. I've developed I was a worried. way. I've developed a, a mental method of taking my thoughts and drawing them and then being able to recollect what I meant through looking at that picture. For example, if I was maybe struck by the idea of a uh, lemonade uh, i draw a picture of that lemonade and then it, maybe it's association with um sweetness or sugar and then I, I draw a sugar cube but the problem with that is sometimes if i'm in a hurry and i don't put enough detail into the sugar cube i might think it's just like a, a box and then i'm thinking wait lemonade amazon box yeah and that is, is one of the difficulties i have to deal with as an artist you know right because yeah you know, i can't my, so, you know, dad has cut me off a little bit on getting uh, tons of assistance. I had six at one point and uh, I was aiming for a seventh, but I ran into some issues with. Uh, when you say assistant, what do they do for sales? you? What, what do they do for you? What's that? What do they do for you, your assistants? Um, well, some people would call them friends. 
Um, we kind of hang out every once in a while. Um, it's more of an image yeah. thing for me, honestly. I like to go around and um, these people are, they assist me by making me appear more personable, you know? Okay, so yeah. when people go out to uh, they, know, that's the all local they do. They Panera don't... Bread and I'm right. sitting there alone with my tomato bisque soup and a bowl of bread, um, you know, people are going to think, wow, that guy's uh, he's not an artist. But if this person is surrounded by yeah. acolytes of his, yeah. then I'm just pestering him over and over about, oh, please tell me about your technique for the latest poem. Oh, it's so masterful. I want to know how you do it. And, and you know, they're taking notes. They've got these, and they've got yeah. like fawning, fawning fans that are like, oh, can I get an autograph of this? Uh, it's original. And, um, you know, basically they come and I pay them to, to hang out with me. Yeah. You know, I haven't, full, I haven't finished it yet. I only got through the first page, but I, I was reading part of your autobiography Oh, right. I remember that. And the first page talks a lot about humble beginnings. Um, I'm learning a lot already. We'll get, but you know. So anyway, I want to get back to what was the drawing that you drew? And we were just, uh, just quick plug real quick. Please, um, yes. The, uh, the autobiography, <laughs> yeah. The Beginnings of Feldspar from Rubber Bottoms is uh, available uh, wherever books are sold. Yes. Um, go ahead and buy that. If you I had to a learn hard a bit time more. finding it. That's right. That's right. Um, it's only sold in some bookstores. So whatever books so are not sold every bookstore. may be a bit yeah. of an overstatement, but I managed to get my local one to sell it. And I just need to wait a little bit longer to get the uh, authorization from the one in the next town over. And uh, I think we're making some real strides in that respect. Yes. And uh, I sure hope to see them uh, in, uh, maybe maybe we see even in... And some other bookstores across the world and stuff like that. I, I, I was saying maybe the next the next town over would be a Oh, just step. the next town over, I haven't yeah. gotten there yet. Right. Um, but, you know, yeah, that's baby hard... steps. So anyway... Humble beginnings, hum... as we say. Yeah, you, know? you said humble beginnings a lot on that first page, and... Uh... But we'll get we'll get to that later. So in, in the first poem you were you were going to recite chokehold. What was the drawing you did for that that inspired the words? Right. So this was written around my seventeenth uh, birthday. So of course I and was how old feeling. Are you now? I'm uh, thirty seven. So you've been doing poems for twenty years. He's, I've been written. I think I, I was born writing poems. Honestly, uh, I remember many of my thoughts. Yeah, but you as didn't actually put anything out until you were seventeen. I though. think a lot in poetry, so I would say that I've been writing poetry all my life. And, you uh, think in poetry. That's right. If I can think in poetry, if I think hard enough and I put my mind to it, uh-huh. I just the words come to the me. The words come to you, yeah. and uh, they rhyme. And sometimes they don't rhyme, and that's when I'm like. You know, slam poetry does it, and that's the kind of poetry. So it's interesting because so far since our conversation started, I don't think you've rhymed once, but maybe it just hasn't come to you yet. Oh, has it not come to me yet? Well, I'll take that bet. Oh, see, I think you did that on purpose. I think oh, no, I didn't even. You notice. copied what I said, and you just. Well, see, I'm just taking inspiration from the world around me, and you just happen to be nearby, and I think you inspired that rhyme. So you're welcome. Interesting. Okay. So anyway, back to my original question. Chokehold. What drawing did you do that inspired the words? Well, naturally, it was around my birthday. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 17. I drew a picture of a sheep. And it was a little bit... Doesn't sound spiritual so far. Sorry? You said it was a spiritual chokehold, but so far you you drew a sheep. Well, sheep is a very big, big part of my life. Can I see the drawing? Can I look at it? Do you think I really held on to a drawing I made when I was I would 17? so, yes. Of course I did. Here you go. 
I keep it in my coat pocket. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not wearing my coat right Listen, now. Listen, CC. Can I call you CC? No. Okay. This drawing that you have here is of a sheep literally being strangled. His eyes are popping out of his skull at the moment. It's very cartoonish, but also a bit disturbing. Well, you have to understand that I was quite young at the time. So how is this a spiritual chokehold? Well, think about it this way. Can you at least say the poem? Can you, based off of this photo, I want to, because now I'm even more confused. The sheep in the saddle, it yells and bows. The eggs of the winter prowl. See, I don't understand. The chokehold of the universe is now. See, it, 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 it felt more spiritual when before you started to explain it and showed me that photo. Now I'm even more confused. Well, I mean, to Can be honest, I'm not, I'm not surprised because, yeah. to be honest, when I showed that particular poem and uh, picture inspiration, yes. um, my uh, aunt was a little concerned uh-huh. and I was tested. Um, I would imagine so that drawing is a bit disturbing. That, that's right. I actually put a bit of that in my, uh, in my uh, autobiography. Did you? Which again is available at a specific bookstore near my home, and um, I also brought a few copies if you want to. Uh, yeah, you didn't you bring wanna... a few. You brought two boxes full. That's right, but they're not that big, you know. They're, they're minor. Maybe you could fit them in a car. Probably. It's a five hundred page book. I do have a lot to say, and I've lived a pretty marvelous life, considering I'm only thirty-seven. I've lived a life yeah. many would dream of, and not not all in part because uh, of I might my argue uh, against that, humble but... beginnings. Well, can I, can I move on to an, to another poem of yours? Because I'm, I'm more confused about the chokehold. Excuse me, the chokehold one than I was before. So I feel like maybe I should just not even... Because I don't think you fully understand. Well, I do. But then again, like I said, sometimes I, mis- I misinterpret the writings on and the sketches I make. So it really is dependent on no. the day, you know? No, don't say you misinterpret it. It's not like you're more artsy than other people. I think it's just you don't know what you're writing. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm more... I'm sorry to call you out, but... Artsy. I, I wouldn't say that. I would say more like I have a higher capacity for abnormal interpretations especially of something that i interpreted myself because originally when i was writing that poem or when i was inspired originally i had looked at my uh, one of the sheep that was kind of getting tired of it all um attempting to kill itself by jumping off of a cliff but it got caught um i think its hoof got caught in uh, the wire fence that we use and it was just kind of hanging there dangling and i was like wow after I, I feel inspired by this and I, it's horrifying. I drew that picture. And you were 17 and you... Okay. I drew that okay. picture to, to remember. And I wrote the poem actually the next day. How did... Can I just ask? How did 17. a dangling sheep from a wire fence make you think of drawing a sheep getting strangled by hands? Because as its hoof was being strangled, it oh, was thinking of yeah. how it was being strangled by its fate of being nocturnally um, stolen, burgled. By my father and his associates. Yeah. Right. All, having all its wool. Because this, this sheep had been around. It was one of the originals. Oh, was it? It was Sadly, one of the it did pass away later on. And it did eventually succeed in its in efforts. killing itself. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to move on to a new poem. 
I'm well, actually, I mean, I've got many to choose from. Well, actually. there was one that I wanted to talk to you about because you, you, you teased it before we recorded, which was you just wrote one recently. And it's a version of a haiku. Well, it is a haiku. Oh, it is a haiku. It's not a version, but it is a haiku. Yes, but you, 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 uh, you teased it. You said this would be the first time it's ever been uh, read aloud, and besides you reading it to yourself in the mirror, is that what you told me? Yeah, yeah. I do this almost every day, if because uh, I try to write at least something every single day. Right. And one of the best ways to gauge a reaction to it is to gauge my own reaction uh, right. to seeing it yeah. being read. So what you're saying is that you you prefer to gauge your own opinion before you uh, send well, it to your advisors or whoever. I would I would I would go ahead and say that I do find that possibly the most important opinion is the one of the creator themselves. You know, if I don't believe that my creation, my poetry, is as good as it can be, yeah. then does anybody else's opinion really matter? You know. Yeah, I think it does because there's critics and everything. Yeah, but 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 does it really matter? Yeah, know? I mean, like for no, no, example, think about, think about it. Think about it. Does it does it really matter? You know, it does. It does because, for example, our podcast. If people didn't listen to it, which I'm still not sure if people do at this point, but if they didn't listen, well, I mean, they certainly will be after I've been on. You know, I tend to bring a lot um, of followers wherever I do go. So you're telling me you bring a lot of followers where you go. That's right. I do bring a lot of followers where I go. And uh, what do you know? So you just did that rhyming thing again. You just... What? You 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 took what I said, and then you put it into a weird little rhyme there. I, I don't know what you're talking about. See, I don't think you actually do rhyme. I think you just... Whenever I ask something or say something, you seem to take that from me and then rhyme with it. I don't know if that's completely also, right. Because, cho- you know, honestly, honestly, when I... Do rhyme. I have to be inspired by something. Right. Well, you've also taken off of really easy words at the end. Really? Yes. Uh, you try rhyming with go. Do it right now. Hmm? Try rhyming with what? With go. With go? Yeah. Sure. Or no, I mean. No? What do you know? I, I said what do you know. Right. Now, if it's so easy, why don't you grab inspiration yeah. from here somewhere and, and you come sure. up with something, huh? What do you know? I made a pizza dough. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with our conversation. What do you mean? Neither did yours. Of course it did. I said, what do you know? It's, you it's, just it's, said, it's what common, do you know? That's all you said. It's a common thing to say. People do say that, you know? Like, what do you know? Like, like, oh, yeah, I said it. Yeah, okay. Do you, do you know, really, like, when you, when, you, when you go through your process in your head, do you understand the words that come out of your of your face? Of course, I do understand the words that come out of my face. Um, and do I do again. think that they're some of the most important words to come from the human race. See, first of all... What are you talking about? I'm, I'm catching your drift here. Whenever you repeat what I say, it's going to follow up with a rhyme. You went for a very long time before you could, th- could think of a word that rhymed with face. I wouldn't say that. I'm telling you, it's just a subconscious thing. Is it? It just happens, you know. Um, I'll just go in. Are you just saying that it happens out of the blue? It, I mean, I wouldn't say it happens out of the blue. Oh, I mean, no, it could it happen again. to anybody, like me. You're doing or it again. You, even. You, you can't do that. You you just keep, you take whatever I say, and it gives you like a heads, a little space to come up with a rhyme. It's just reactionary, you know. I'm, yeah, it is reactionary. I'm a poet, you know. I I I'm inspired by the world around me, and. Uh, Whatever comes out is just the words of a poet, you know? The words of a poet. That's going to be the name of the movie they make about me. 
words of a poet okay. coming to theaters 2020 here's the thing i'm going to give you a little I'll make my father make that happen Sh- sure okay um so, so he says no again i'll have to ask my grandfather <laughs> we were talking before we got into this weird argument about whether you here. rhyme i'm trying to plan here could you okay. be quiet we are in an interview i will not be quiet well, I'm sorry. I've read me your haiku. Important. You know what? If you're gonna be straight, you're gonna be like this with me. Read your haiku. <laughs> what do you mean, read my haiku? You don't just read a haiku; you perform it. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I think. Excuse me. I was. It was a metaphor let, or something. Let me be clear that I ask you to be on this show as a favor to <laughs> you. Is, excuse me. You are. This is my podcast. Me and Sheriff have this podcast. It's our podcast. Well, I don't see Sheriff anywhere. What's he do? What's this Sheriff doing? I don't think he has any authority. Last I heard, he was stuck in the kitchen trying to cook mac and cheese, and he hasn't. He got stuck in place. He hasn't been able to move from his spot. He's just stuck. He's stuck. You try lifting his leg. He did. He tried, but he actually that's, did. That's the easy part. He did do it, but he acted like he couldn't. I even tried giving him with a, a carrot, you know, trying to get his, trying to like on a string, trying to get him to follow me. It, it almost worked, but it like just a carrot. A carrot, yes. I would have tried something like a poetry book, my poetry book. I think that would get somebody out of place really quickly. Uh, I know I'd be itching to grab. Please it. perform your haiku. We we need you've. Please, will you perform it? I need some more sanity. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> when you put it like that, of course I've got to do it for you. And and my loyal fans out there, you know who you are. I don't think. John, Glenn, I see you out there. You don't, I, see, I, I, you don't see them. I'm just doing it for the bit, for the bit you know. Okay. Well, can I know you, they're not can going you do to the haiku? I'm trying to. Let me. I have a list of people I want to Please shout don't, out. No, don't. You, can you do it at the end? Glenbury. Do it at the end. Yeah. You have a that's friend. You. Hold on. Hold on. You have a friend named Glenn and a friend named Glenberry. No, no, no. It's a it's a local nursing home that I used to read my poetry at, and I honestly don't remember all those old people's names. I mean, they're kind of old, but they did pay okay. a couple. I remember this one. This one lady says that she wants to donate to my cause, but she so she writes me a check, but um. She said she asked me if she's donating, and of course I say, um, no, not yet. And uh, you know, she, I don't think she remembers very well so that she wait, gave me a check already. Are you telling me you took her money? I did take her money. Don't, please don't. And I, if you think about it, it's kind of funny. I don't like that you keep doing this. What are you talking about? Every I'm not going to get into this with you. Will you perform the haiku? I've been asking you. You came on here to read the haiku. Really, was the uh, uh, well. This is a, a, a the bleeding promi- edge of my work. Yes. Will you promise that this haiku is going to be the first time read ever was on this show? Read it. I want to hear it. Okay, fine. I will perform it. Perform it. <clears throat> on seas of bile green. A lone seagull wafts coyly, salt and surf style. I, you know how to do haiku, right? What do you think? Oh, uh, <clears throat> I think it's lovely. So if I'm not mistaken, w- w- the syllable count for a haiku is, can you remind it's five, me? It's 575. 575. Yeah. So your last line, salt and surf style is it's four. salt and surf style. Okay, I think I caught what you did there. Style is one syllable. No, it's not. It's two. You're, yeah, you're saying style, but that's not how people say it. Yeah, but like if you look at it, so you, you went know, five, seven, four. So it's not even. You're, no, no, it's no, not no, even the haiku. No, 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 no,
I'm do a poet. You? If you didn't know, you kind of. I'm a poet, and I did know it, which is why I came on here, and I, I figured I'd help you guys do a show. You know, get get well, a following maybe. But style is one syllable. It's not. Style. It's two. Style. 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 You're saying it differently each time. I no, feel it's like. not. It's the same. So and it's the same you, way that you would about, say it if you were. Sh- what about sheep? Is sheep one or two syllables? Depends on how you say it. What do you mean? So you admit that there's a way you can say it incorrectly. No. Listen, poetry is all about interpretation, and I simply I don't interpret think it, it is. style to have two syllables. I think what you've done. And I think that that's good enough. I think and what, I think that this is actually a masterpiece. I don't think it's a masterpiece. I think you Don't you think that in this no, case it is it is not, a, a reimagining it's of not, the it's, haiku. It's not it's not a haiku. It's not even a reimagining. What you've done is you've taken a line with four syllables instead of five because you think style is 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 a word that It is has, a word. It is. I know it's a word. And it just so happens to have to do with a bird. Excuse me? Did you just you tricked me. I wasn't expecting that rhyme, and you you stole that from me again. Will you? Why do you keep doing this? That's that's the life of a poet. Okay, you deal with a poet, you I will hate, get I the hate rhymes. That you just said that's the life of a poet. Like you're on the run or something. Like this is what you have to deal with on a regular Listen, basis. Poets are on the run from conformity. They see the world differently than humans do. I don't think that's do. how it works. I think of myself as above the average human. So I think that I am well qualified to interpret everything and put it through my lens so that lesser people, you know, the, the little ones, can, can see it as, as, as I do. I've learned a lot about you. You're and welcome. For our final thought for this show, I think I'm going to put in and, and, and mention um, what I've learned about you. You believe that you're humble. I know that I'm humble. You have hired six. I'm the six. best at being humble. You've hired six. Wanted to hire seven people to pretend to be friends slash fans. You have on all all my fans a five hundred page autobiography, which the first page just talks about you being humble. I can't imagine what page two is about. That was just the prologue. You then also have only been able to get one bookstore in your local town to do it. Uh, you, and they're agreeing on a trial basis. You have written a haiku that's not a haiku because you have miscounted your syllables. It's a reinterpretation of a haiku. It's not a reinterpretation. It was intended you to be You think your dad is some sort of sheep mob boss and it really just turns out that he's a sheep herder slash uh, wool dispensary. Is that the word I'm looking for? It's just my interpretation of a it's criminal. Not, see, here's, so <laughs> that's not how that works. I think you think poetry is something else. You try to mix in the poetry with, with, with what life is. Listen, and that's not how it works. Poetry is synonymous with interpretation. It's everything that you would be able to see and take in as a human being, whether it be sensory, whether it be imaginatory, or whether it be corporeal. And you just take it in and you spit something out, and that's poetry. That's what you get. And and the fact that I do it means that anybody can do it, not the same way that I do it. But, you know, in a great way, which is probably not as great as mine. And I've learned, finally, that your name is C.C. Rubberbottom. Listen, I understand that you said Rubberbottom just to say that you got him. Oh, but are you I kidding will not, me? What? 
What? I heard that rhyme. Don't pretend that you didn't just slide that in. That wasn't. In, what are you talking about? It's just something I say. It's That's just why I, I talk. Can't do this. You have a problem with the way I talk. I can't believe you. I came. I'm going to strangle you like you strangled that sheep in that little picture <gasps> of yours. <coughs> Stop it! I don't like you. Is it the worst? <laughs> I have a chokehold on you, just like your poem. I interpret this to be bad for me. It is very bad for you. I'm good. Cool. Just like that. Stop. You gotta get... <coughs> oh no. Oh no. What have I done? I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Why did you do that? Sorry, just <laughs> this blood rage that came over me. I wanted to start strangling you. My, my father will be hearing about this. I remember when I said sheep, they're gonna poop all over your doorstep. Todd's on. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I don't know. Yes, I know I just strangled you, but could you at least do the de- decency not to come into the mic? Are you, are you okay? You just strangled me. Fair point. Todd's, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, uh, email us. Um, I get my book. Do not get his book. Get I book. do not get his You've book. You've got to get my book because you listen to the podcast. Don't don't get his book. And they're not paying me that much. We're not paying you at all. What? You're not paying me. Your voice took a real ch- real uh, turn well, after I the choking. I guess if somebody just had their throat freaking manhandled by a beast like you, they'd get their voice changed. Come on then. Thank you for coming on this show, even though I regret bringing you on. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Todd, for listening. Write a real haiku, 575, not four. And uh, send us some haikus. It was an interpretation. It was an interpretation. Send us a reimagining. Email us some of your haikus or tweet us some of your haikus. I'd love to hear some. Um, That's it for NBR, the first episode of NBR. Uh, Thank you, Todd. And uh, bless you.